conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where all your problems are solved by sticking your little hot dog fingers down someone else's little throat. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how are you? Horrified, if I'm being honest. That was so gross, Dan. Good, I'm glad. I mean, I know I watched the movie and I did audibly say the hot dog fingers made me the most uncomfortable, but Mm -hmm. hearing you say that made me uncomfortable again. How are you, Dan? (laughs) I'm good. I ran a marathon this weekend. I saw. How are your nipples? My nipples, they did get a little chafed uh, during the day. I'm not going to lie. Um, But they're fine. Physically, I'm fine. I felt fine afterwards. Did you wear your singlet? You looked great in the videos I saw from Anna. Oh, thank you. I did not wear my singlet. No. Okay. I was If anything, I was subdued in what I was wearing compared to what I normally wear. You looked like any other guy running exactly. a marathon. Exactly, right? The one thing is I wore a yellow headband. I and saw. that's what would stand out. And at one point as I was running, somebody just yelled, yellow headband. <gasps> not yellow looked, headband. I was like, who are, who, me? He was are like, you got this. And I was like, oh, thank you. Do they listen to the podcast? <laughs> Why wasn't I wearing an in-conclusion headband? Literally, branded gear at all times, Dan. Um, no, but the marathon went well. I did have to walk two miles to get to the starting line because the route was so closed to get there <laughs> that that was the closest that Anna could drop me off. Wow. And then because of how backed up parking was at the finish line, I had to walk two miles afterwards oh, to get back God. to the car. Did you want to saw your legs off? I think it was helpful. I think it uh, kept true. things moving and kept me from like tensing up That's my muscles fair. from seizing. That's um, very fair. Did you have to take an ice bath at home? I did not. I did sit in a hot tub for a while, Ooh, which was that very nice. nice. But uh, no, like my, both myself and multiple other people mm-hmm. were shocked at the state I was in afterwards being in a good state and not like falling on the ground all i'm hearing is you could have gone faster you know i <laughs> i maybe there was a point i did walk a little bit only <gasps> starting with mile 22 wow that's amazing dan thank you i'm not but, sorry that sounded sarcastic i did not mean it to be sarcastic i was thinking about how i can run about a mile at the gym before <laughs> i am tired um i started like doing like switching between walking and running there and Mm -hmm. while doing it i was like you know if i dug down and really got into it could Mm -hmm. i keep running and run this whole time maybe but Mm -hmm. i don't want to i'm good with doing this the hardest thing about running and walking is that when you start walking you don't want to go back to running running. Mm -hmm. but it takes the same amount of energy i know it's my it cross hurts. country is coming forward. <laughs> Whenever I catch myself dragging my feet at the gym, I'm like, lift those knees, girl. Oh my god! I would have said the same thing to you. I would have jumped out of a bush and been like, lift those knees, girl. <laughs> um, but overall, it went well. I finished in a little over four and a half hours. Amazing. So I am. I am very happy. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. I saw all the videos, like I said, Thank and you. I cheered you on in my heart. Oh, good. I am wearing my medal right now. Also, Jeez Louise, Dan, why? <laughs> Did you qualify for any other marathons? Any like the Boston Marathon or anything? I would have needed to finish the marathon 95 minutes faster than I did to qualify for the Boston Marathon. As you can see, I know nothing about running marathons. I didn't know that until I was like, Okay, so this one you could just sign up for. I know you have to qualify for the Boston Marathon. How fast yeah. do I have to go? Under three hours? Are you superhuman? Insane. <laughs> do you sprint the whole time? Right? So what people do, they just like run as fast as they can. I was at a strong 10-minute mile most of the time, and then these people would be mm. running like 650 miles for 26 miles. 
Girl, who are you trying to impress? That's my question. I don't get it. You... (sighs) Listen. (laughs) When I run a 5K and I cross that finish line, I'm like, yeah, I nailed it. And then I see the people getting their medals for like being the first in their age group, and I'm like, how? And they finish in like 15 minutes. Yes, I'm like... (laughs) I'm just here for fun. I'm literally here for the free beer I get at the end. Yeah, the hot chocolate. mm Mm-hmm. Why? uh, Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I don't have it in me. Well, I'm proud of you for wearing your medal and for finishing. That's that's actually a major accomplishment. I'm trying really hard to not sound like I'm being sassy or silly right now. I feel like it's coming across bad. But good (laughs) job, Dan. This is me clapping. ASMR. Someone's knocking at the door of the podcast. Mm, no. Who is it? The movie? Oh, wow. Yeo? Good transition. Great transition. <laughs> Thank you. The movie we're talking about today is Everything Everywhere All at Once. The mm-hmm. most recent Best Picture winner. Mm. This movie. Did you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Did you watch the Oscars? I <laughs> I rewatched parts of the Oscars later on to see the okay. things I cared about. That's fair. Um, so I you watched... didn't see All Quiet on the Western Front win all the technical awards, and every time that it won, they would play the music cue that they played frequently in the music in the movie, which is just uh, like a dubstep. I thought that movie was about World War Two. One. Why? That's even worse. There's no dubstep in the in the whenever. What was that? The twenties? The thirties? Thirties? Before the tens. The tens? Oh god, my years are all blurry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, World War yeah, II. Is so the you 40s. missed that. Okay, that's too much. That's doing too much. But yes, everything, everywhere, all at once. Directed by the Daniels, Daniel the Kwan da- and Daniel Scheinert. Oh, they like, they oh. are no, they are professionally known as Daniels. Listen, Dan, that could be you. I didn't go to Emerson. So, they tell them you finished Emerson. a marathon. They'll have to let you in. <laughs> also written by the Daniels, produced by them, along with Mike LaRocca, Jonathan Wang, Peter Tam Lee, and Anthony and Joe Russo. When we saw their names hit the screen, we were like, that reads. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hsu, Kei Kwan, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., the Glee King. God, oh, don't even, you don't, you act like I didn't know. When I saw his face on screen, I didn't go, Harry Shum Jr. In I theaters, screamed. I was so happy when he popped up. I'm like, oh, Iconic. he's working. I love it. He remains unproblematic, okay? <laughs> I uh, love him. Also starring James Hong and Academy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, edited by Paul Rogers, who, if you haven't seen a picture of him, Anna, you should look him up. He's a cutie. Paul Rogers, editor. Paul Rogers, everything, everywhere, all at once. Released on March 25th, 2022, with a budget of $14.3 million, it made $114.9 million at the box office. I forgot that this was... Oh, sorry, go ahead. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 94% approval rating. Period. Led by an outstanding Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere all at once lives up to its title with an expertly calibrated assault on the senses. I'm going to be honest with you. Wayman is my dream man. Okay. Which version? Um, The regular one. Okay, good. Because <laughs> he's no, so good. cute. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, because every time that people are sharing clips of like oh my god his acting is so good it's when he's like the businessman and he's like i would have loved doing laundry and taxes with you no no that shit had me crying dan that shit had me crying i want the goofy one i want the one who loves life come on i want him in real life he loves oh is that just the end of your sentence i love i want him i just thought he was wayman right is wayman not waylon it's waymond yeah that's what i thought okay which I, I did look wrong. up. Is it? I did Google. Is Waymond a real name? It is. Really? Not a very, not a very common or popular one, I but just, it's a real name. 
assumed it was like Raymond with a speech impediment. No, I thought maybe it was like a mistranslation or like I don't know. You know how Oprah's name was supposed to be Orpha. Yeah. Yeah, like something like that. I guess. I'm not yeah. that creative. I've uh, been like so- name him Steve. at the oscars uh everything everywhere all at once won seven awards period including well not including it won best film editing best original screenplay best supporting actress for jamie lee curtis stephanie shu was also nominated she's gorgeous i have a crush on her thank you yeah And, and she also should have won over Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, at first... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, it makes sense. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I guess I get it. And then I watched the movie, and Gage was like, Anna, you know she probably didn't win because the Academy was like, too many people of color are winning this year. And I was like, oh, oh I don't think that's the case. Well, I think she didn't win because Jamie Lee Curtis was an expert campaigner. And everybody was like, oh, we like her. She's been doing this for a while. Let's reward her. It's a career achievement. I kind of figured that too. Like, she's been around for a while. So, (laughs) I don't know. Listen, I just wish everybody could win. Like? I'm sorry, I'm no fun, okay? Like Lydia Tarr. No, no. Not her. <laughs> Not her. I googled Kehui Kwan. Kehui Kwan, I think. Kehui Kwan. I'm so sorry. I am going to talk about how handsome and talented and amazing he is. I will guarantee to you that due to my extreme whiteness, and I will apologize again, I'm so sorry. I will mispronounce <laughs> his name. Nothing burns me. I saw it happen in real life once. Is at a Zumba class, and somebody introduced uh-huh. themselves, and she had clearly had like a more, um, I don't want to say ethnic name because that feels offensive, but she had a more traditional name for her culture. Okay. And she introduced herself, and this white woman goes, I can't pronounce that. I'm just going to call you Kiki. And I was like, no, oh, girl, no, no. Girl, no. Oh, wrong. Yeah. So, um,. <sighs> I'm going to start doing that with people with really regular names. Yeah, Steve, I'm going to start calling you Stevie. I can't pronounce that. I'm going to call you Kiki. It's always going to be Kiki. No matter what the name is. Well, anyway, it was the biggest cringe of my life. What's your name? Frank? I can't pronounce that. I'm going to call you Kiki. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, in my attempt to be a good person, there might be a little (laughs) bit of butchering along the way. Uh. Also winning Best Supporting Actor for Kiwi Kwan, Best Actress mm. for Michelle Yeoh, Best Director mm-hmm. for The Daniels, and Best Picture. Slays all around. I don't agree with some of these, but you know. Oh, well. I'm not an Oscar I really, voter. I just really liked the movie, and um, I'm in love with Waymond and mm-hmm. Kiwi. Oh, my God. Kiwi. Kiwi. Kwan. I'm in love with him. I love the way he talked about his wife during his acceptance speech. His mm-hmm. story had me crying in the club. He's also just really handsome. Like he's he feels like home. You know, I I feel like I come home and he'd be like, How was your day? I already made you some tea. I fluffed your, your pillows, your slippers are out. I have a job too, but you know, you're my queen. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes. Oh my god, thank you. You're such a kind man. And These then are- weird fantasies that you have. I told Gage that I think Waymond is the definition of the feminine gaze. Okay. Because he's so nice and sweet, but it doesn't compromise his masculinity. Mm -hmm. And I think not only is the character like that, but the actor is kind of giving feminine gaze as well. Okay. So just not traditionally masculine. Yeah, women don't love that all the time. <laughs> Everything? Everywhere? All at once. All at once? Um, so was this the first time that you saw it? Yeah, I'd recently? wanted to see it for a while, but I just... There were a lot of movies that I've been like trying to watch, and I just was busy finishing a show. 
Yes. I this show had movie had been on my radar for so long because it has bagels in it. Okay. And I love bagels and I was like, what's the connection here? Why are they- <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I know I'm laughing. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Also because like it had a lot of people in it that that I had heard of before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and with so many you know, I mean, Ki Hui Kwan, he's back in business after having stepped away from the spotlight for quite some time. But, yes. you know, Gage really was talking about, um, I didn't realize that he was short round and that he was um, in the Goonies data either. Yeah, I didn't either. While we were watching the movie, Anna turned to me when we first saw it and she was like, mm-hmm. is that the kid from... Indiana Jones. He like, sounds no, the it same. It can't be. No. And then afterwards, I was like, "Oh, it is." Huh. Do you think he sounds the same? I think that he yes, still has a very youthful voice. Yes. I think he even still looks a little the same, but mostly he sounds the same. Yeah, and, he has a, a high pitch voice. Yes. And um, what's the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, and then Michelle Yeoh. Like we, I've seen her in in a few things recently. Um, we watched her in School for Good it's and Evil, I think. Star Trek? No. <laughs> I don't, what is School for Good and Evil? I don't know what that is. It's a, a movie about, um, like, witches, essentially. Sure. I look it up. It's a cute movie. It's. I thought it was for kids. It's not for kids, okay? Okay. <laughs> um... So you didn't see it in theaters, then you finally got around to watching it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I did. This was finally I got around to watching it, and I, I really enjoyed it. It lived up to the hype and all that stuff, and the it had some parts that did make me laugh and parts that made me sad, and you know I like feelings. So yeah, how about you, Dan? Yeah. Uh, so I saw this in theaters mm-hmm. about right when it, a week after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um. April 1st. I was checking my letterboxed logs to see. Dear uh, God, not Because letterboxed. I'm insufferable. <laughs> I, I remember I saw it in theaters. I liked it when I saw it then. I thought, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then this is the first time that I've watched it again. And in watching it again, I had the same kind of thought process. That's pretty good. Sometimes it gets too silly for its own good. What? It gets too caught up in its own gags okay. to for losing its sense of, I'd guess, uh, uh, the familial drama that is and like the, the connection between characters, which is at the mm-hmm. heart of the story and the heart of the character growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes and I think it does the ending drags. Wow. Okay. Uh, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. I want to know. It I'm won sorry. every Oscar in the world and like every award in the world. And I was like, I don't think it's that good. I think it's pretty good. Oh, I loved it. I thought it unpacked familial drama and I thought it it was just the right amount of silly while still being touching. And, you know, we explored a lot of different things. Sure. Who was your favorite character? Harry Shum Jr. I'm rolling my eyes, dear listener. <laughs> okay, besides Harry um, Shum Jr., who is I the mean, king of Glee. Character? Yeah. Um, Jenny Slate. I don't know. Was it a jump no, I don't, scare I didn't that have she was a, in this? <laughs> I didn't have a favorite character. Um, I thought everybody was good. Hmm. No favorite there, character. There, I didn't think there was a standout character amongst them. I loved them all. So, okay, I get it, I get it. So who was your favorite character then? I thought we went over this. It's Keith Weequan. Duh, Waymond, my husband. Come on. I I also really liked Joy. Yeah. Just like her character. Yeah, she was very good. She was robbed. I'll say it. Sorry, Jamie Lee. Hey, Jamie Lee, she is all of us. Is she? Because I was not born to movie star parents, personally. Listen, Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman king. Blanchett, Kate, 
you're a genius, and Jamie Lee, you are all of us. What are you quoting? Was that in somebody's you, speech? That was at the BAFTA Awards. Oh, dear um, Lord. I don't remember what her name is. She won Best Supporting Actress last year for West Side mm-hmm. Story, and she was introducing a category. Or she oh, was, was singing it, a song um, or something. Uh, um, the girl, the woman from Hamilton? Yes. Yeah, I can't think of her name right now, but I can picture her because I can picture her announcing um, Ki Hui Kwan. I'm so sorry. I know this is cringe every single time I say it. I am trying. Kiwi. Kiwi. Kiwi Kwan. Kiwi Kwan. I'm so white. Perfect. I'm so Perfect. sorry, everyone. Is it worse to just mispronounce after mispronounce? Yes. Really? Um, I'm going to send you the video of... Angela Bassett did the thing. Is it Just when kidding. she frowns? No, it's it's Ariana DeBose. She is it. And she oh, was introducing you. a category and she did like a live rap sing-along thing. Oh. Talking about all the the female nominated actors. And okay. it was I can I have it all memorized. Of course um, you do. Other ladies in the room, supporting and leading all here, I presume. Hong Chow, Dolly D, Carrie and Carrie with a C. Dame Emma, I'm so fond. Anna, girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my wi- my woman king. Blanchett, Kate, you're a genius. And Jamie Lee, you are all of us. <laughs> it feels like some of those were she was running out of ideas. <laughs> also, why is it Blanchett, Kate? She could have said Kate Blanchett. Nah, she's mixing it up. Fit the meter the same way. She's mixing it up. Dame um, Emma. Also, before we get into it, did you see the part where they put Michelle Yeoh on the carpet for um, Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich, Rich Asians? Asians? I screamed. Yeah, that is literally footage from that. They I said, didn't I was like, it. is this ripped from real life? Yes, it was. And I noticed I that it. in theaters, too. I was like, huh. Okay. Okay, before we get into it, also, I think that this was better on a smaller screen. Really? Yes. I can't compare it because I rarely go to the movies, as we know. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know what about it made it more visually appealing on a smaller screen. Maybe it, it wasn't as overwhelming. With like the the quick cuts and the jumps between universes and. The flashing lights on faces and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. It seemed easier to, I didn't have trouble comprehending it the first time, but easier to absorb. Okay. I mean, I didn't have trouble comprehending it either. My only problem was sometimes the subtitles on our regular TV covered up the translation of what they were saying in Chinese. Oh, because you were watching it with subtitles on because you're a millennial. Uh, No, it's because my neighbors are jerks. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that was okay. I mean, I can can piece things together. Yes. So. Family drama. Family drama. I I also loved that they were speaking both Cantonese and Mandarin at different points. I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And how hard it must be to not have to memorize one language for a movie, but three. And, you know, maybe I don't know if any of these actors speak Chinese, you know, natively. Michelle, but how... Something I learned while researching this, Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. um, she's from Malaysia. She spoke Cantonese mm-hmm. growing okay. up. Um, and she also knew English. Well, I just saw Kiwi Kwan is from is uh from Southern California. He was a refugee. Viet- yeah, from Vietnam, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but Michelle Yeoh learned Mandarin in 2000 for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh shoot! Yeah. Dang it, man! I think back to when I took Spanish for the stage <laughs> and how hard it was to memorize a freaking script in Spanish, a language that I had spoken since I was freaking six years old at that Much point respect. i figure you get somebody to say it uh, a native speaker to say it and you just keep listening over and over and you memorize it like a song 
Yeah, but I feel like I'd still be messing something up. You know how I am. I struggle. Oh, but that's sure. just me. That's why I'm on my couch and they're winning Academy Awards. So Listen, you memorize it like a song and then you can just rattle it off like that. Like other ladies in the room supporting and leading all here, I presume. Hong Please. Chow, Dolly D, Carrie and Carrie with a C, Dame God Emma, I'm so fond. Anna, girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Why are you suddenly turning That's how into- she says it. Oh, that's how it goes in the song. I was like, suddenly we're, I was hearing, I don't even you know were what hearing I was music. Hearing. Yeah, I was vibe. I was like, Ooh, here we go. Um, let's get into the movie. Let's do it. Let's it's kind of hard to, to describe the start of the movie because there's a lot going on. Yeah, I was looking for clues in the background because I didn't know what to expect. So I was on the hunt. Anyway, the the Wangs own a laundromat. Evelyn and Waymond and their daughter Joy. And they are Chinese-American immigrants. Uh, Earlier, they had eloped and ran away from China. Uh, Their laundromat is being audited by the IRS. And also, their marriage is on the rocks. Because Evelyn, Evelyn is distant and spacey. And Waymond is... Uh, too caring for his own good. How dare you? I'd let him hug me until I felt better. I'm also too caring for my own good. Dion! What? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. No, you'll cry. <laughs> or I'll cry. We all know I'm sensitive and I don't want to You'll hurt anyone's cry. feelings ever. You'll just, cry while hurting my feelings. Yeah, because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> I just want to be a good person. <laughs> um, also, Joy is a lesbian and Evelyn is having a hard time accepting that. I um, love to the girlfriend, Becky. Mm-hmm. Her energy, she was adorable. And she... Um, also coming into town is Gong Gong, Evelyn's father, Joy's grandfather, uh, who's visiting for a Chinese New Year party. So, okay, hold on. Pause already. He lives in town, though. He came to America because he was sick, or did he come all the way from China? I think he came from China. Oh, shoot. I misinterpreted that then, because I thought he was, like, sick and elderly, so against his will, he moved to America to be close to family so they could take care of him. That might be the case. Let's leave that up for interpretation. He's there. That's what matters. He's there. Yeah, he's there. Uh, Evelyn introduces Becky to Gong Gong as Joy's very good friend. Yeah, the history My, says they were friends. Her best friend and roommate. Not her roommate. <laughs> her, her production partner. <gasps> production producing song wink um also at one point when evelyn is up in their apartment mm-hmm. in the background we see something happen to waymond he gets pe- possessed by something and starts doing crazy gymnastics moves all i don't around. even know i was screaming gage thought there were two of him but like in real life two of him not like a split personality situation what do you mean in real life? Like there were two people? Like, like a there second was a version of him popped of up? Waymond. Yeah. Ah, okay. I thought you meant there was another Kihui Kwan. You, you would be over the moon I if that like, was the is case. Is he single? File him under. No. Not to no. be disrespectful, but file him under Dilf. Oh, God. He was so. He's like my wife, Echo. I was like, the way he's praising his wife right now. Feminine gaze. So the feminine ga- your your description of the feminine gaze is mm-hmm. just women being praised, which sure. Period. And like being <laughs> absolutely loved and everyone loves that for the goddesses that all women are. <laughs> no, it's just like all soft, women. All women are goddesses. Ninety nine percent of women are goddesses. Come on. It's it's soft masculinity. Like, not mm. being afraid to talk about your feelings. Sure. Do you not believe in the feminine gaze, Dan? No, I believe in the feminine gaze. Okay. I just don't. Uh, I, 
all 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 everything all 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 broad-based descriptions i have issues with okay i i believe all people at their core are good (sighs) (laughs) okay well (laughs) i think this is a conversation we'll have to fully unpack at some point um so uh they go to the irs and they don't have their taxes in order as they're being audited also evelyn is lying to everybody in different ways to try to appease them. Um, see, she says to Gong Gong that they're expanding the laundromat, but no, they're actually being audited. Um, but as they're at the IRS building, which the sign outside said Internal Revenue Service building. Did it really? It did. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um, Wayman's body gets taken over by Alpha Waymond, a version of him from the Alphaverse. And he explains that there are parallel universes that exist because every life choice creates a new alternate universe. The way I was so confused already, and it took every ounce in my body to not ask Gage what was going on since he and I were watching the same movie for the first time. (laughs) Oh, it was really hard, Dan. Anna does that too. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen this either. How am I you supposed can't to predict the future? How dare how am I you? supposed to answer this question? We're Can both flying blind. <sighs> Anna also talks during movies, and I don't. I do too. I think Anna and I would really thrive in a movie together. Yeah, you wouldn't have you would have no idea what's going on because you'd be no. talking over it the whole time. We'd be lifting each other up, though. Okay, I'd be like, I don't understand <laughs> what's going on either, girl. I'm here for you. I don't don't want people to be like that. I want everyone else to be like, oh, we get what's going on. You're just stupid. If I was saying I don't get. If someone told me or if I said to somebody, I don't get what's going on and everybody else was like, oh, I do. I'd be like, oh, I'm stupid. Okay. I don't want support. I don't want people to be like, oh, no, that's fine. It's fine that you don't get what's going on. No, you're wrong. Figure it out. Be better. I want support. I need support. Dan, do we have to go over this again? I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I want everybody to be nice to each other. I don't know what's going on. I do. Are you mad at me? What? Dan, I wish. I wish. I was kidding. Okay? I wish. Desperately. Uh, So the deceased Alpha Evelyn developed universe jumping technology Mm -hmm. that they could jump across parallel universes to access the skills, memories, and bodies of their parallel universe selves. I was so confused by this at first because I was like, why is Alpha Waymond eating chapstick? Is it gum? What does this mean? Like, I was, my brain, I was fighting for my life. (laughs) But the way that they do it, they have to perform bizarre actions that are statistically unlikely, which will then allow them to jump universes. I hated when they had to pee themselves and stuff. That was so ick. Had to pee themselves, had to taste other people's spit, had or, to ooh, jump on butt plugs. When That was awful. And when Waymond had to give himself finger or paper cuts, oh my uh-huh. God, I wanted to die. I could feel it between my fingers. <laughs> Truly, I wanted to die. Um. The reason that he comes is that the multiverse is threatened by Jobu Tapaki, the Alphaverse version of Joy, whose mind has been broken and she experiences everything everywhere all at once. I love it. I love it. She has created a black hole everything bagel <laughs> that could destroy the multiverse. Me if I was evil, honestly. <laughs> I would pick a different. I wouldn't pick an everything bagel. I love I would, everything bagels. That would always remind me of I'm hungry because I would want to eat the bagel. I want to do something more like a I don't know a chili. Chili's good, but I'd like whenever I hear an everything bagel, I'm like I want to eat an everything bagel. I love when I hear chili, I'm not like I always want to eat chili. I guess. I love everything bagels. So, like, for me, the energy's in the right spot, but... But if it's something you love, and then... I'm just thinking purely of the food aspect of it. That's true. I'm just hungry. I think that's really the point I'm trying to make. I'm just thinking of things I like. 
<laughs> when Waymond was like, we don't have cream cheese in my universe, I was like, that's not a world I want to live in, honestly. Yeah, I was like, oh, what a horrible place to live. Truly, what a nightmare. If I was him, I too would have ran away. Um, so Evelyn has given the technology to jump between universes, and Jobu's minions have started to converge on the IRS building. Scary. Including um, the IRS agent played by Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate, who was in the IRS <laughs> building for some reason, who had her character name changed between the theatrical release and digital releases. What was her character name? So when she's first talked about in the laundromat, mm-hmm. Evelyn says, go help Big Nose over there. <gasps> uh-huh. And then in the credits for the digital releases, it's Debbie the Dog Mom. Big nose probably was offensive or something. Because of the Jewish stereotypes. That's why it was changed. I have a big nose, too. I get it. (laughs) Did I ever tell you this? Haunting, haunting, haunting. My first day in public school, a kid approached me and said, are you Jewish or Italian? Oh, my God. And I had to answer. Because you can either be one of the two, Mm -hmm. not both, and not anything else. The problem is... I do have lineage from both cultures. Sure. So, but I'm Italian. Sure. I believe you. And I also have this nose. They are not one in the same, kid. <laughs> um, random, somewhat related, but not really. Mm-hmm. You know Zachary Levi, the actor? <sighs> yeah. You know he's not Jewish? No, he's also not a pro-vaccine. He's anti-vax. Yeah. Um, I Super guess I never really thought about the fact that he was or wasn't Jewish. It's because like you, Levi is a typically a, a Jewish last name. Oh, did he change his last name? Like, is that not his real last name? No, that's his real last name. He's just yeah. not Jewish. Hmm. Just a random fun fact. Thank you. It is a fun fact. He's very Christian. Mm. <laughs> Maybe if he was Jewish, he wouldn't be anti-vax. But what do I know? That that did sound like a very much like a like a Jewish grandfather commenting on the events of the day. (laughs) I am nothing if not a grandparent. I'm nothing if not a grandparent. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So Evelyn discovers all the universes where she flourished, where she is a kung fu master and a film star, and for some reason, who her kung fu trainer is always wearing her kung fu gear, even as Evelyn is a movie star at a film premiere. I was like, girl couldn't even take a break to wear, like, a gown or, like, a nice, tasteful pantsuit. And there are also universes where people have hot dogs for fingers. Hated that one. And she's married to Jamie Lee Curtis in that universe, which was iconic, but I hated all the feet. Ugh. Feet are gross. There were a lot of feet. Well, when you have hot dogs for fingers, you can't really use them for much. I guess, but it still gave me the ick. Uh, and then as she finishes jumping through universes and learning her powers, Wayman gives her the divorce plans. And Alpha Wayman has come to Evelyn because she is the greatest failure of all the Evelyns in the universe. I love it. She has untapped potential. Go on. Um, and then Gong Gong is taken over by Alpha Gong Gong. I love Alpha Gong Gong. Uh, and he's like, kill Joy to stop her from entering Evelyn's universe. He's absolutely chaotic, but I get it. You know what I mean? I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she refuses to do that um, and instead is going to face Jobu Tapaki using everything she's learned from her verse jumping. Uh, and then. Alpha Gong Gong, he thinks she's gone crazy, so he sends people to fight her too. Then more fighting. Just a lot of fighting between folks. A lot of universe it's, jumping. I mean, it's Gage and I agreed that this was kind of a combination of like the Matrix and you know some of the more actiony kung fu movies mm-hmm. that. You know, because I mean, Michelle Yeoh, she she has that that background in doing kung fu movies. 
Yeah, and like Jackie Chan. Yeah, that it would action be movies. almost a waste to not put her in some sort of a high action role, <laughs> at least to me. I have a question. Yes. Michelle Yeoh became an actress mm -hmm. because she got a spinal injury that kept her from becoming a ballerina. Oh. My question is, what spinal injury mm -hmm. precludes you from becoming a ballerina yet still allows you to do the types of stunts that she has done in her career? Maybe she can't point her toes. Ballet is real, but also so fake. I, Everything is real, but fake. Ballet is wild. I don't know anything about ballet. If you showed me ballet, I would say, what? Who? It, if you if you asked me to dance the ballet, I think I would invariably, unconsciously just go, You're not a dancer, Billy. You're not joining the ballet. Electricity. <laughs> That's what I would do. Is that from the musical? Of course it is. I've never seen it. We did watch the movie in one of my classes for some reason, and mm -hmm. I don't remember why. Oh, okay. Well, the I movie have no is idea great. what Billy Elliot would relate to. In um, in my English Thatcher? class, history class. Boo. There's a whole song about her dying in the move in the uh, in the musical. musical. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, <laughs> so, while they're fighting, Jobu finds the real Alpha Waymond in the Alphaverse, and Evelyn's mind breaks into a million pieces and she collapses. Also, earlier we are introduced to Jobu Tapaki in a hallway fight where she turns weapons into dildos, and then kills someone with those dildos. Iconic, iconic behavior from the <laughs> villain Jobo Tabaki. Feminine gaze. Truly. No, I um, literally... I can't... I, <laughs> Jobo Tabaki is my ideal villain because the real villain at the end of it all... Mm -hmm. Is her mother... <laughs> No, no. Well, I was going to say like familial trauma, but uh -huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the real villain that we're all fighting is bad parenting. <laughs> um, so the, the two of them uncontrollably jump between bizarre and different universes, including a hand-drawn universe um, and a universe where they are rocks. I love the rock universe. Dan, where I love the rock universe. they communicate with text universe. on screen. That part... I loved it. I I thought it was really cute. <laughs> and Jobu reveals that she doesn't want to fight, but she's been trying to find an Evelyn who can see that nothing matters while killing all the Evelyns who don't see as she does, who think that everything matters. Nihilism. Stoner Evelyn. She's just trying to find a nihilist Evelyn. Are you a nihilist, Anna? No. Things matter too much to me. How many times do I have to tell you I worry about everything? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you that I have clinical anxiety? Uh, and then in the everything bagel universe, she's brought there. And she says that she wants to use it to allow herself and Evelyn to truly die. Hate that. Right? That's emo as hell. And then Evelyn gets persuaded by the bagel to act nihilistically. In her other universes, hurting everyone around her, ruining the Chinese New Year party, breaking the karaoke machine, breaking up with her hot dog fingered partner, Jamie Lee Curtis. That one hurt me the most. I was really invested in their relationship. I'm, uh, it's an interesting dichotomy. So invested, I, but also so much feet. I hated it. But not because of their love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was not a homophobic hate. It was a feet hate. <laughs> Is that a good way to put it? <laughs> it was, uh, oh, what's the, uh, what is the word for feet or for foot? Pet, uh, pediat Pediatry? Pedophobic? No, that sounds Ew. like you're. Well, you should be pedophobic. Wait, would um, pedophobic mean you're scared of children? 
Oh, well, sure. I'm looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) Pedophobic? Yeah, pedophobic. Pezophobic? Pedophobic? Podophobia. Ooh. Podo, fear of feet. Hmm. You learn something new on this podcast. I've learned so um, much. So as Evelyn is about to enter into the everything bagel and mm-hmm. final kill herself mm-hmm. um, and destroy the universe, she hears Wayman plead that the universe matters. Period. And that when life doesn't make sense, you still need to be kind. Literally female gaze. Uh, and I'm that, say that just to annoy you. Now. Just, just for everything. Everything mm-hmm. is the female gaze. Literally. Everything you like is the female gaze. Everything you dislike is the male gaze. Period. Honestly, <laughs> true. Women fighting. Male gaze. Women fighting in a cool way. Female gaze. <laughs> Uh, Evelyn has an epiphany, epiphany and decides to follow the advice uh, of Waymond, you know, to, I hate that I'm using Scott Pilgrim. Um, Scott earned the power of love. Wait, pause. Did you get the part at the beginning-ish where Waymond goes, do you ever notice your clothes never your clothes never wears well the uh, next day. Well, the next day, and your hair never falls in quite the same way. Yeah, yeah. Th- that song is playing in the background of three different scenes. Is it really? Yeah, and they I never noticed that. They worked with Nine Days, or at least the lead singer, to record a different version of it, and like one version is in Cantonese too. That's fucking iconic because he said you, you noticed your clothes never fit as well the next day, and I said your hair never falls in quite the same way, and then he said it, what? and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I we're meant the for future. each other. Literally. We're in love, actually. Me and Keith Lee Kwan. Thank you for telling me how to pronounce it, Dan. I feel yeah, you like got a it. good you got it. person now. I overcame I'm my happy whiteness. that's all it takes to make you feel like a good person. I overcame my whiteness. As long Just... as I'm not referring to people as Kiki. <laughs> well, that's, that's What's your name? Really... Jenny Slate? I can't pronounce that. Kiki. I'm going to call you Kiki. That shit really chapped my ass. <laughs> You expect uh, me to dance next to this bitch? Anyway. <laughs> so then Evelyn is going around her multiverses to find what hurts the people around them and bring them happiness. How kind love. of her. I love that. Positive vibes right? only, screams Evelyn. Including in the IRS office, turning one of the Daniels into a cuck, like a gimp-suited cuck. <laughs> I don't know if cuck is the right term there. I don't uh, know either. I sub? A sexual fantasy. Yes. And blowing, turning bullets into googly eyes, you know, all fun things. Um, I really thought the googly eyes were going to play a larger role in this movie. Yeah, right? Because it's a lot. It's in a lot of the advertisements and especially in the awards campaign, but it's just mm-hmm. something to easily set it apart. It's a lot easier to bring a bunch of googly eyes to people and it is to bring a bunch of bagels it's so expensive to bring bagels but maybe we reconsider and we bring bagels anyway but bad bagels are bad and you want to bring them good bagels they can't partner with like i don't know i really like brugers what is brugers it's a i thought a chain but there's only one around here and (laughs) they make rosemary olive oil bagels that absolutely slap you rocked the best bagel I ever got was from a deli in Brooklyn. Okay, well, sorry I haven't had a New York bagel recently, Yeah, man. go have a New York bagel or go to a Jewish deli and get some bagels. Sorry, there's not... I can't look out the window and find a deli. You live in the wrong wrong part of town. I live in the freaking... <sighs> suburban part of town. suburban part of town. If I wanted to go to a Jewish deli, I'd have to go all the way to Jake's, and that's not in a great area. You make the trip for the bagel. You're right. I want to talk to Jake himself. <laughs> Jake from Jake's Bagels? Jake himself. What are you wearing? A bagel. Uh, bagels. Nice. So they, Evelyn repairs the damage in the other universes, neutralizes the fighters, and then she reconciles with Waymond um, 
tells Gong Gong about Joy and Becky's relationship and then talks to Deirdre about how Wayman convinced her to let them redo their taxes. And it's because, you know, he was like, you got to be kind. People are trying. Period. Just be kind. Me to me every um, single day when somebody's really pissing me off. <laughs> and then Jobu decides to go into the bagel alone. And Joy is begging for Evelyn to let her go at the same time. Um, and then everyone pulls Jobu from the bagel, not just Evelyn, but also Gong Gong and Waymond. Uh, and also Jobu jumps off the ledge as a rock. And then Evelyn follows her. She has googly eyes. Why that shit have me crying, the rocks? <laughs> they for real had me feeling a little something. And then we jump forward in time. And the family's relationship has improved. They go back to the IRS building to file their taxes. Uh, and Evelyn is briefly thought about her alternative selves in the multiverse. And then she grounds herself back home in the IRS office with her family. She kisses. She kissed her husband when she, they walked she in. She more than kisses him. She, she was about to slip him tongue in the IRS she, building. She sucks some soul. She was like, he was like, I haven't had action like this in years. <laughs> <laughs> and that is everything everywhere all at once. The movie. I loved it. I thought it was pretty good. I really liked it a lot. It really did. Um, I just... I thought for a movie that was confusing, it wasn't so... Conf it explained quick enough that I didn't feel like I was sitting here like, okay, what's going on? Can mm -hmm. somebody explain? Like, it finally... It came, it came together in a fashion that I was like, thank God, this makes sense. Sure. Also, if it was confusing, I think the parts that were confusing don't actually matter. Because the parts that matter are the family relationships and like the universe jumping. If it didn't really make all that much sense, whatever. It's a thing that yeah. isn't real. So it makes as much sense as however they explain it. Yeah. No, I got it. It took a second, but I just had to actually wait and listen to what Wayman was saying. And then it made sense. Yeah. Um. Also, I forgot to mention in the entire thing, in one of the universes, Evelyn is a hibachi chef, and she has a co-worker <laughs> hibachi chef, played by Harry Shum Jr., who has a raccoon on his head, like Ratatouille, but it's a raccoon called Rakakuni. I hated that. I was like, I they didn't it. get sued for this? I thought that was so fun. Do you know who the voice of Rakakuni was? Who? Randy Newman. Really? <laughs> really. Lord. And he also wrote the song Now We're Cooking from the soundtrack, which is the Rakakuni song. I don't even know what to say. I really don't. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought all the performances were really good. Uh, I thought Stephanie Shu was great. I thought she I had the, was the standout performance of all of them. Playing um, Joy and, like, the detached nihilism of jobu and then also like the very grounded um frustration with her parents in joy i thought she was very good at doing that it's so um, impressive to see all these actors as different these, characters yeah these complex roles yes also please uh, excuse me listener i know you can't tell but dan if it looks like I'm crying, it's because I was just having a coughing fit and dying. So, <laughs> I saw you turn your mic off, and I was like, hmm. I'm fighting for my life. Don't mind me. Hey, it's tough sitting on a couch. It's hard out here, okay? <laughs> um, And, like, I thought this was well-directed. It was very much directed by these guys. They made the Turn Down for What music video. And if you threw the turn down for what music video into this movie, it would fit in completely. I would not ask any questions. I really wouldn't. Um, but I don't. Maybe on a on a personal level, I don't. I didn't connect with the the concept of millennials wanting their parents to apologize to them. I think that's something that we might not necessarily understand. Um, 
I understand it, but I don't have a personal connection to it because I don't have anything that I want my parents to apologize to me for. No. Except for like but... not making me a Disney Channel star. Yeah. Get him on the horn. I got something to say. <laughs> no, I get it. I don't think I really have much like that either, but, you know, especially in this movie where, you know, this character is dealing with homosexuality and um, mm-hmm. in, you know, there's there's such a stereotype around um, families from other countries who might have a much more traditional view on things. Um, so I think... Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think this is a movie that really, I mean, hit on that for sure, but it ended with acceptance and, you know, love, which was really good. And I, I liked the ending. It did have kind of a happy come together oh, at the end. absolutely but... a happy ending, yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do think that's a, a good point to make. Um, that obviously this will land. I mean, it will land with anyone who watches it, but people who have that real, like, distinct personal connection that mm-hmm. we, as a bunch of straight white folks, uh, don't have, um, will will get more out of this that we don't fully see. I'll put it to you this way: Did you cry when you watched Lady Bird? No, I cry every time I watch that movie. I did at the end um, when she calls her mom and she gives her real name or when she calls somebody on the phone and she gives her real name. I was like, no. Oh, that's not why I cried. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I thought it was good. Yeah. I didn't think it was uh, out of this world amazing or anything, but I thought it did pretty well for what it was doing. That's fair. I do have some trivia. I'm ready. Um, Pixar loved the Rakakuni parody. Good, and so did Brad Bird, who directed Ratatouille. Aww. Um. Originally in the script, Evelyn was named Michelle, and oh, because so when the script was written originally, it was the role was written for Jackie Chan, and then they decided to switch it up to switch the. Uh, relationship around where it would be the woman in the lead instead of the man mm-hmm. uh, of the couple. And then they were writing it basically for Michelle Yeoh. So they just named her Michelle Wang. And then she asked for them to change it to a different name. I like that, that they changed it from a male lead to a female lead. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. My allergies are literally killing me, Dan. No, it's fine. Oh, I'm not going to make it to just this think podcast. Of- just think about you in a different universe where you don't have allergies. Where I'm not falling apart. And how much more you could have gotten. Is this the, the worst universe for you? Right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, no, I, I really like that they changed it from a male lead to a female lead. Because I feel like yes. this kind of movie, to me, I feel like the message would have been lost if it had yeah. been a male lead. And I think if... A big part of the like relationship drama between mm-hmm. husband and wife. Yep. It's so different when it's a wife divorcing a husband versus a husband divorcing a wife. Mm-hmm. And like oh, a, a a wife who feels like they're ignored and wants a divorce is uh unfortunately a common trope. I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's always the the man who is so sucked into their job. Mm -hmm. And this role just, it it made so much sense for a woman. Because, like, you know, then when they they show her back in time, like, she's always been very driven. Her dad always was pushing her. Uh And so, like, it made sense. It read appropriately that why she might be frustrated with how her life turned out or why she might be frustrated, period. So yeah. I just thought it turned out I liked seeing that change of the mom being the one who's leading the way and the dad is the one who's like, Hey, you don't pay attention to me anymore. It's like I'm not even here. Like it's just it's such a a fresh take on mm-hmm. real life. Because there are women who are, you know, 
working really hard and get caught up in things like this do happen. It's not just, you know, Yes. I was like, did I lose him? I thought you froze. <laughs> no, I was just listening. No. I kind of trailed <laughs> off. I thought I was rambling. No, you're good. Um so originally Jenny Slate's character, Dog Mom, formerly known as Big Nose, um, had a larger role, like a, a a conclusion to her character. Yeah. Uh uh, uh, Daniel Kwan said they had this touching moment on the staircase that helps clean up that loop. Instead, we just beat up her dog and she's gone. I loved that. I literally, every time she was on screen, I was like, Jester, don't look. Also, how she was using her dog like it was like a mace. That was hilarious. She's swinging around. Me. I was dying. I thought that was so funny. Um, And then when... They were writing the script. They were intending to write a protagonist with undiagnosed symptoms of ADHD. Mm. And Daniel Kwan found that he had been living with undiagnosed ADHD. Oh, my God. Me too, King. Welcome. Look at that. Wow. Um, and then lastly, in the rock scene, there was supposed to be dialogue. But Michelle Yeoh suggested that the scenes be silent with text instead. And it's, it works a lot yeah. better like that. It's a lot more powerful that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also the, the laughter joke works really well. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Love. Um, would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I don't think it would be appropriate for him to be in this movie in any Where would of the he major be? roles. He could would be, he be the gimp boy? He could be the dog mom. <laughs> um, I would the same thing with Jimmy Stewart. He doesn't fit in here anywhere. No, it's just not their story to tell, and that's all right. No. Scale of one to five hot dog fingers, what do you give it? Four and a half. I really, really, really liked it. Nice. I give it a four. Okay. That was oh, pretty wow. good. I had, a, I had a good time. It was fun. Wow. Rating things off of vibes? That's new for you, Dan. It is. Hmm. Critically, I give it a two. <laughs> vibes, I give it a four. Mood. Although, of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture, I do you have say four. Tar. Well, I've, Tar was my number one movie of last year. I know. Tar is the number one, my number one movie since probably 2019. I'll be honest with you, Gage and I were watching this, and Gage literally goes, hmm, This is a really fun movie. I'm surprised Dan likes it. <laughs> <laughs> he was dragging you, and you weren't even here to defend yourself. Yeah, that's fine. He's never here to defend himself, and he has bad taste. That's true. <laughs> I can't say that's true because he picked me, so. Uh, female gaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. We will be back next week talking about a, a movie. Uh, when we were trying to decide on what movies to watch, I went, can we watch something for adults? And Anna's idea was Toy Story. That's for adults. Disney adults. <laughs> which, which is more for adults, but no, we are doing the Bourne trilogy, which still, I don't know if it's for adults, but it's more than phase two of the Avengers. Listen, I'm doing my best, okay? <laughs> then after that, it's Tar um, three um, times no. in a row. Tar thrice. Tar, tar, tar. It's R R R, but with Kate Blanchett in you, the lead role. Oh god, you sound like when you say tar, 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 you sound like an old timey cartoon character laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, that's <laughs> tar, I'm tar, just picturing tar. it right. Tar, 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 tar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll be back with the Bourne franchise. If you want to find In Conclusion on the internet, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and In Conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash In Conclusion. I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna! Dan. In what multiverse can they find you? You can find me currently on my couch on Instagram at AutumnusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRoll, L capital O for Auto, capital B for Bots, capital R for Roll, and the O in Roll, and the O in Count are zeros. Also, as always, 
it's much more interesting to follow my dog jester the pup 1017 she was being really cute tonight she was draping herself over my shoulders also dan look who didn't crash the podcast i know look at that first time in forever i'm really proud of her right now she's probably sleeping (laughs) i give her like 15 toys and gauges in there with her so oh good (laughs) well we will be back next week with the born identity In the meantime, everybody stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye. You know, I thought to myself, she can't have sex if her skin is burned.